Hi everyone, you are in for a special treat today. Today's guest is none other than autism mom advocate extraordinaire and reality TV celebrity Jacqueline Lorita. She was on Bravo TV's The Real Housewives of New Jersey for seven seasons and during this time her absolutely adorable son Nicholas received his autism diagnosis. So she's going to share all about that so stay tuned, you definitely don't want to miss it. Also, you may have seen the My Autism Tribe podcast and nonprofit organization just recently celebrated our one-year birthday. That's one year of successes, one year of most definite challenges, and one year of getting to know each of you. Thank you for coming along on this journey with me and for listening to this podcast. Your support means the world. Welcome to My Autism Tribe, an organization of advocates that are educating, supporting, and empowering those in our communities. We are one voice made stronger. I'm your host, Susan Scott. Jacqueline's son, Nicholas, was diagnosed with autism in 2012 at the age of three. And since this time, Jacqueline and her husband have become leading advocates in campaigns for increasing autism awareness. Jacqueline is absolutely a female powerhouse with a mama bear's love for her family. And I'm so excited to introduce to you, Jacqueline Lorita. Hi, Jacqueline. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have you here. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I love what you're doing. Oh, thank you. You're such a sweetheart. I've been watching like your YouTube videos and different, like I really love what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're all, we were talking about a little bit before we hopped on. We're such a tight knit community and it's all about just sharing and helping each other and um, I know that you have been on this journey for a little bit, and yeah. because of the reality TV show platform, it's yeah. kind of like sharing it with the world. So I know speak. it really was. Um, yeah, it was all happening. Like Nick started regressing during filming. It was like during our. I'm trying to remember because we did season three and four back to back, so I always forget. Like he was de- regressing during fourth season. Yeah, and. Um, but we didn't it's funny because we didn't film our third season reunion till after we were done with the finale of the fourth season oh gotcha because we went back to back so it's like I didn't show up to the third season reunion because I was like all stressed out and going through all this stuff with my son and I was wanting to quit the show and it was like this whole um I kind of shut down at the end of fourth season filming I was just burnt out from yeah everything that was happening with my son because you know you see your you see your child he was developing very typically and then he started regressing in his developmental milestones you know mm. he started with the typical you know loss of eye contact he wouldn't answer to his name he couldn't follow a simple command he wasn't he was like walking like a drunken sailor he was making these weird yeah. faces he's lining up his toys he's quit riding his bike, stopped singing his songs. He was doing all these things. And, and some of it was, he was doing these little quirky behaviors that he started doing on camera. And so I kept trying to get him out of camera way because I didn't have a diagnosis yet. Sure. And I, I wasn't quite sure what it was. So I was trying to remove him from the camera. I was, you know, there was a few scenes where, you know, we were with um, like Teresa's kids and mm-hmm. and Melissa's kids, and they were all playing together. And I see my son going up. He used to like to go upside down all the time. 
and or like line up his rocks. So I would pull him away from the camera and like took him on the swing to get him away. You know, so the camera wasn't picking up on all this stuff. Yeah. And they would follow me. It looked like I was being antisocial, but I was really just trying to get my son away from the camera. And then I, I remember times I would fight with Bravo because they wanted to put my son with Teresa's daughter together in like a jamboree type of setting. And I'm like, listen, I can't do that. Like my son's not, you know, it's going to be too obvious that he's not doing what her child's doing. You know, I was getting really upset about it and fighting with them about it. Yeah. I can't even imagine what an, that's not a situation that most of us experience, you know, like having a TV crew film everything that's going on in your family's life. I know. It was, it was really tough because you don't expect things like that to happen. I didn't even know what the show was about when I started. So I thought it was just going to be a simple, like, Oh, follow me every day. See what I do. You know, it, it wasn't, it's not really like that. You're kind of forced into situations you would never put yourself in and, yeah. Um, you know, it's more structured, you know, so it was, it was, it really stressed me out. I, I just could not handle it. By the fourth season, I shut down. Like at the end, I was just shutting down. I didn't even want to film. Like I was so annoyed <laughs> just being there and I was yeah. really stressed out for my son, you know. And so was he around the age of like 18 months or 20 months when he started regressing? Yes. It was like 18 and a half months to two and a half years when I started noticing him regressing and you know family started picking up on it and you know how people you can tell they're like looking at each other and kind of you know like that worried face and they're all looking at each other like no one's saying anything yeah yeah Yeah, it was like it hurt me you know it's like oh you know I don't want them thinking of him other than perfect like what's going on like you know it was it was so hard I just I remember you know, and my husband was really in denial about it. Mm-hmm. So whenever I would bring it up to him or my concerns, he would say like, oh, you know, I was like that when I was little. It's like, you know, he'll outgrow that. It's, you know, he's just little. Give him a chance. Like, quit talking about it. You're, you're, it's like you're going to make something happen by, you know, manifesting it. Or, you know, he was really into all the manifesting and all that kind of stuff. So he didn't want me talking about it. So, and I was just getting more and more concerned. I just remember crying a lot and, you know, hiding upstairs in my bedroom when people were over, trying to put him to sleep, which would take for hours and hours because yeah. he would toss and turn and tantrum. And it was just a really stressful time. And, and filming did absolutely did not help during that. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. It just exacerbated everything, I'm sure. Yeah. And the diagnosis actually, actually took place at the end of, after we were done filming while we were waiting to do the fourth season reunion, that's when we got the diagnosis. And that's when we made the decision to, you know, talk about it openly. And I think that's so important. I know that had to be a really hard decision for you and your family to make, but I just, I'm sure you look back and I, at least I hope you do and just see how many people, how many families you've been able to help by openly discussing that diagnosis. Yeah. And I have to say it's, it's gone both ways because, you know, I, I've always thought, you know, whenever I've gone through anything in my life, I have openly talked about everything I'm going through. And I'm like, this shouldn't be any different because when you do that, people relate you and people going through similar things will reach out to you. They'll help you. You can learn things and then you can help other people. And yeah. you know what I mean? And it, it goes both ways. People help you, you help other people. And that's what I, you know, 
figured what would happen, you know, by talking about it and being open. And it just really opened up conversation between other people and it really helped our family a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, what have been, I know you're talking about the, just the show itself. That's probably been, I would say one of the biggest challenges that you and your family <laughs> have had to go through. I can yeah. only imagine because I honestly just wanted to hibernate during that time because I was going yeah. through such a period of mourning. Yeah. That's what it feels like, right? You, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so what other kind of challenges have you and your family gone through? Like as far as with the diagnosis or like life events or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, mostly like with him, it's just a lot of fears and worry. Um, well, his speech has always been the biggest challenge, you know, communication, um, meltdowns, going out in public places gave me anxiety about going out in public places with him because, you know, he would have meltdowns, people are looking. And then if they recognize you, it's even more, you know, intense. Yeah. And that was a big thing. And just the, just worrying about the future in general, like being, you know, him being treated differently, bullying, um, just ignorance of other people, not understanding. Um, I worried about him making friends or um, once he realizes that he, he has this diagnosis, is that going to hurt his self-esteem? How is that going to make him feel? How is he going to handle those type of things? Um, you know, just wanting him to have that shared enjoyment with other kids and other, you know, his peers and things like that, or, mm. you know, worry about him hurting himself, wandering, drowning. Like there's so many things, you know, you worry about the future, what's going to happen when I'm not there and, you know, things like that. I mean, there, you know, you go through so many fears, but sending him to school when he was nonverbal, mm -hmm. you know, because he can't tell me about his day. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, working to get him to a place where he can verbalize his wants and needs. Um, that was a big, you know, it has always been a, a big concern of mine. I recently saw a video and it was the sweetest thing. It was something that he was reciting. You had posted a video, I believe it on, on your Instagram, where I guess he was talking to your husband, Chris, and he had memorized this oh, yeah. little speech or something. And it, it was, was motivational. Oh my gosh. It was a whole motivational speech. I'm yes. like, this is amazing. It took me forever to figure out what that was because he was doing this because Meanwhile, you know, we never hear him speak in sentences like that. Like he doesn't talk like that, you know? Yeah. So for him to recite this whole motivational thing, I was like Googling. I'm like, where did this speech come from? I'm <laughs> trying to find out. I'm asking the teachers. I'm asking everyone, like, where did he get this? I could not find it anywhere. Months later, he's on his iPad and I look at what he's looking at and it was a picture of these posters where each of them had these motivational sentences on them. From this, from this poster set. So I ordered the poster set and I finally put it on his bedroom wall. Now he has it on oh. his wall. But it was the speech he was giving. I could oh not my believe gosh. it. He, That's amazing. He, he has a photographic memory. He, yeah. he memorized it. It is school that he's at right now. He, there's all these motivational um, uh, quotes around the school. And then there's the, these tiles that he loves to tap these tiles and touch them. They're like the kids make them. It's like their name. It tells, it says like, 
if they're, you know, creative, athletic, it's like a, a, a word describing them. Mm-hmm. And then um, he just loves to touch them, but he's memorized all the quotes around the school. So every once in a while, he'll start blurting out these motivational quotes, but <laughs> the times that he does, it's so funny. Like, like I'll take him to school in the morning and there's all these kids around and he's like, out of nowhere, he'll be like, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You know, you know what? What? How great is it that he has those powerful positive words instead of negative yeah. words? I know. He just ordered um, off of Amazon. He brought to me that he wanted these, uh, pe- it was like the peanuts, you know, from Charlie Brown and all that uh-huh. and they're motivational quote posters. So oh. I ordered those too, but I'm like, he's so funny that he really gravitates to the, that kind of thing. I wonder if he goes through and, and recites these to himself. Oh, you yeah, know? he does. Yeah. Oh, I, wow. He's going to he be a motivational it. speaker one day. I know, right? He types all this stuff out too. He'll look at something one time and he'll just type out this whole, you know, like whole things. Like it could be a commercial, it could be a song, it could be, you know, like he loves Frank Sinatra. He like <laughs> oh. knows his, I don't know, he knows his music and it's just hilarious that he, the things that he picks up on and remembers and yeah. You know, he's such an old soul. Yeah. My, my son's like that too. So how old is Nicholas now? He's now 10. 10. I believe it. Oh, such a big boy. Yeah. How old's your son now? He's six. Yeah. Six and a half. So he's very quick to remind people he's six and a half. And so um, (laughs) they grow up so quickly and the way that they just every milestone is so just beautiful when they hit it and yeah. um, it calls for you know, extra celebration. So true. <laughs> so um, true. More than typical. Yeah. You know, people realize, you know, we notice the little, there's like little things that they do that you're constantly celebrating. So it's always, you know, happy times where you're like, oh my gosh, you know, like he said bye to me going into school or you know, it could be something little like that that people take for granted. And, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing when he does things. It is. Well, let's talk about all of the advocating that you've done. Um, and your husband too. I don't want to leave Chris out. <laughs> yeah. You don't I, know, I always leave. tell him. We, <laughs> yeah, we do. We do a lot of things together. Um, that's kind of like our time too. We used to be able to travel a lot more than we do now. Um, and, um, you know, we always, we spoke at a lot of different conferences, autism conferences and um, fundraisers, things like that. We'll do public speaking. Um, sometimes we'll do it together. Sometimes I do it by myself. But he's always with me. And that's sort of our time to meet other families going through similar situations. And it's sort of like when we do those things, we're gone for like a night or two. So it's sort of like our little date night. We get to mm-hmm. be just together, just the two of us. And then also we're doing something good at the same time. And so we enjoy the, you know, the time away, meeting other families and, and doing that. It really, we, my husband was a, this past weekend, we went to um, Auntie Up for Autism um, at the Golden Nugget here in Las Vegas. They had a fundraiser for um, the National Autism Organization and uh, Mm -hmm. Autism Speaks. So my husband, he he was front and center on that one because he had to play poker because I don't play poker. But <laughs> he was he excited win. about that, I'm sure. Yeah, he didn't win, but he, you know, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was fun. That was a good time. And then um, 
out here. They had the Grant a Gift uh, Autism Annual Gala, and we went to that out here. So we're, you know, we're finding our way around Las Vegas because we live out here now. So um, we're, we're trying to find all the different, uh, you know, the community out here. We're yeah. Acclimated with. You guys have been out there for maybe a year? No. Um, we got here oh. July 1st, actually. Okay. Okay. So not yeah. even a year. Yeah. And how it. did Nicholas like adjust to that? You know what? I surprisingly well, when we were first coming here and when we got here, he was kept Google earthing our house and the surrounding mm -hmm. area. And then he kept wanting to go home and, you know, cause he didn't, he was unfamiliar. Um, I literally set his bedroom up exactly the same as it was at home. It was the oh, yeah. exact same layout. Like it just worked out that way where it was set up the exact, so it, it literally looks identical to his room back home. So he, he liked that. Like I got his room set up right away. So he was very happy. And, um, and you know, it took a little bit of time, but as soon as he started school, he loves school. So he, I was, that was my biggest fear. Is he going to be okay? He loved his old school. He loved it. He loved going to school every day, never wanted to miss a day. So that was my biggest fear here. But when he went to school and he loved it, that just, that just did it for me. I'm like, all right, he's, he's good. <laughs> he's settling in. Yeah. That's so awesome. He loves it. Every once in a while, he still Googles back home, you know? <laughs> so It is. It's my son and I, uh, just because of some more recent personal experiences. So I'm a single mom and been so there, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> going through it. And so, but you know, we're in a really good space right now, but we've moved a lot. And so I did, I never knew how he was going to react to everything, but he has taken it like a champ. He has they're just been resilient. really good. Yeah, they're they're so resilient. And I, like you, have been very intentional on in setting his bedroom up. <laughs> very yeah. similar. And I think that helps a lot too. Yeah, I think so too. I think that helps. Yeah, that's really hard. I know I know what you're going through. I you know, I was divorced from Ashley, my daughter's father when she was 17 and, and months old. Actually, we were divorced. Yeah. So I went through that for many years until, you know, I met Chris. And Ashley was about, uh, she was just about turning six years old when I met Chris. So yeah, yeah I know it's, it's, it's hard, but it's also nice to have your own space. <laughs> you know, I have to say it, it was that time in my life. I got the most strength because I went through a whole period of, you know, I was crying. I was so yes. upset, you know, you're on and off. Like it hits you really hard one day and the next day you're angry and the next day you're sad. And Oh yeah. And that's when I, I really started doing like soul searching and I, I started reading, you know, I would go to Barnes and Noble with a cup of coffee and I would read like self-help books and mm -hmm. I was getting stronger and stronger with the way I would think about things and do things and, and it really helped me so much. It really empowered me to do things out of the box I wouldn't typically do. So it, in the end, it gave me, it was a good thing. And then you never see... Yeah. When you're going through something, you're never seeing what lies ahead. You're you're just seeing like all the problems that you're having and and instead of you have to focus on solutions and focusing on the problems and making those changes. Focus on the good things and the solutions to things and eventually and take action steps every day towards your goals and you'll get there. And and then it all life always is up and down like that. So mm -hmm it's always going to get better. So it's just, it's forcing you into a change that you would never put yourself 
yeah. through. But when you do it, it opens up so many new doors for you and things that you never thought could happen or for you. And it ends up being a positive thing. So if you're going through it, just know that it's going to be better than ever. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. There is. For there sure. is. And I think with anything in life, you know, there's mountains and valleys and mm-hmm. that's just whether you're going through a divorce or an illness or anything like that. And it's yeah. just keeping the faith that everything will work out and yeah. uh, just keep pushing forward. Absolutely. And always push forward because it always gets better. Always. Absolutely. You're so right. You have so much going on uh, in your daily life. I know you're not doing the show anymore, um, Mm -hmm. but you have so many other things going on. And so that's one of the things as a single mom, I I struggle with, I mean, or it's a challenge, you know, like you know, I have the my autism tribe thing and I'm a freelance consultant, you know, with other things. And then I'm a, I'm a full-time mom. So how, how do you unwind? Like, how do you relieve stress? Like, is there something, I know that you talked about you and Chris, like have your date nights and stuff, but still you're kind of working. Yeah. If you do that. Workation. We have workation. We haven't had a vacation, an actual vacation. We haven't had, I don't even know on how many years, but everything's a workation. (laughs) I feel Um, you. (laughs) <laughs> but um, what I learned to do, I, I had this book that sparked it for me. Um, it was called The Miracle Morning by Hal, Hal Elrod. And I had learned to do, you know, self-care is like so important to me. And just little things that I do for myself that makes me happy. Well, when I started with a happy list, I made a list of everything that makes me smile, even for a second. If, if it's fleeting, whatever it is that made me happy, you know, coffee outside, um, calling a friend, a candlelight bath, whatever it was, I made this list of all these things that made me smile and made me feel good. And then I try to do things from that list. But I have this morning routine. I started making myself, and it was really hard at first to get up earlier, like five or six o'clock in the morning yeah. before, you know, and because I wasn't used to getting up at that time. So I, I slowly like, set my alarm 15 minutes, 15 minutes until I got used to waking up automatically earlier. Now Mm -hmm. I've kind of gone back to waking up at six. I was waking up earlier before, but, um, and that is my time before my son gets up, before anyone gets up. And I do so many things in this morning routine. Like I'll do some breath work. I'll light a candle or I'll put my diffuser on. Um, I go through this whole oral healthcare thing where I'm you know, brushing my teeth, I'm oil pulling, I'm tongue scraping, I'm, you know, doing, taking care of my skin. I have a visualization board that I look at and I'll, and then I'll look at all my goals and, and I'll say like, okay, what action steps can I take today that will take me one step closer to what I'm trying to do? And then I have, I do some gratitude journaling and I have this app called Five Journal. Mm-hmm. And um, it asks you specific questions. It's really a great app. And I'll kind of do my gratitude journal just to remind myself that there are good, there's good, you know, and what, yes. what can I do to make life better? What can I have done better today? What, you know, it's a really great app. It's called Five Journal. Five then I'll journal. do I'll do affirmations. And I have this, this, and sometimes I'll do it while I'm putting on makeup or something, but it's called Think Up is the app. And what I like about that app is not only can you type in, you know, you can pull affirmations from that app or you can write your own and you can record your own voice saying these affirmations. Mm. And sometimes when I'm going through schooling and, and stuff like that, I'll use it to memorize certain things. So if I want to try to memorize something, 
I'll put that on there too. And it just, you play it back to yourself. So it goes on this loop of all these positive things that you want to remind yourself, things you want to memorize, whatever it is. And that just plays through with your own voice, which I think is cool. I like that. And then I'll have like a hot water with lemon. I try to catch the sunrise. If it's a nice day out, you know, I'll go outside. If not, I'm in front of a window because just seeing that just makes me feel really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I might do some sun salutations. I'll put on Headspace or Insight Timer, one of my meditation, like guided meditation apps. Sometimes I'll meditate on my own, but I like the guided meditations. I don't know why, but those are um, so much easier though. Yeah. 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 I like when they talk me through, so it just reminds me more. It's, you know, I like doing that. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's sort of like my morning to, to do, you know, i you know, I don't want to sound like a weirdo, but if I take out like my crit, I have different crystal stones and rocks I like to look at. They're all colorful mm-hmm. and pretty. They make me feel good. <laughs> I know they Aww. say like e- each one has like a different, um, you know, power or energy to it. But I just like looking at them. It just makes me happy if I have a candle. Things that make me feel good. You know, I just like sitting outside with my coffee or whatever. And then after I drop off Nick from school, I take you know, 30 to 45 minutes to go for a walk outside in nature. I feel like that makes such a big difference for me when I get outside and walk. And mm-hmm. while I walk or do things like that, I'm always listening to something uplifting. It has to be positive, inspirational, motivational, or educational. So I, it, no matter, I'll go on YouTube, maybe I'll listen to a podcast, whatever it is that's, that like inspires me or, you know, if I'm learning something, I try keep my mind off of anything else that's negative. So I'm starting my day off in a really positive, motivating, you know, whether it's a motivational speech person, like whatever it is. So I love that. (laughs) And then at night, if I want some time to myself, um, I'll do a, like an Epsom salt detox bath and I'll light a candle and I'll, again, I'll either listen to, you know, music that makes me feel good or I'll listen to the uplifting, you know, educational stuff. And of course, there's times I'll power watch Netflix too. If I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's a guilty pleasure for sure. Yeah, guilty pleasure. But things like that, you know, you, that, my mornings make me feel really good. You're slaying this self care thing. This is amazing. I'm going to, so as you were saying, like all of these apps, like the five journal, I'm actually taking notes here because I've written all of this stuff down because I'm terrible at self care. I mean, I am trying, really trying to make a cognizant effort of it, but it has, it's so intentional. Like you have to, it's not like it just, it comes easily. Right. We have so much stuff going on, right? Our minds are going a hundred hour. And I swear if you start the day off like that and it really, all that stuff I mentioned happens within an hour. So it's really quick. It's, it's, and even a half hour and you know, but if you do that, it's, it just puts your head in a different space and you feel like now I have more time to focus on other things during the day because I've already got this out of the way. So now like, what am, what do I need to focus on? And when you know what you're focusing on, like, otherwise it's like you're running in circles. You don't know where you're going, but if you know exactly what you're trying to get to and trying to accomplish, you, you you have your vision board or you have your things that you're trying to do, but you have to write down like your action steps. What am I going to do to get there? So I want to do this, but I don't have the education in that. So how do I get the education in that? I have to take this course. Well, I can't, 
um, how am I paying for that course? Okay, well, I can take the money from here and I can do this or I can make money doing this to pay for that, to do that. And, you know, you just kind of break yeah. down each step to get to where you're trying to go. In order to do that, I need to find someone that can help me with my website. And when am I going to make that call? You know, it's like, yeah, you oh know, gosh, there's like so many steps in what you want to do. And sometimes you put things off and put things off. But if you have your list broken down, like, and you kind of check off things as you do them, you actually see you accomplish things. <laughs> it's so important. I love checklists. It mm -hmm. makes me feel so good. And I kid sometimes that I'll even put take a shower on yeah. the list just yeah. so I can check something off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that felt so good. Yeah. With Nick, I have like all, you know, my, you know, like when the pet kids use the PEX cards. Yes. So I have, I, what I did with, I made my own PEX cards because I took pictures of everything in his environment, every, like his clothes, his environment, his food, his places that we go, people in his life. So I have all PEX cards for all this stuff. And I used it more when, I don't do it as much now as I did when he was younger, but, and then I use that to make a list. Like I'll, you know, this is what we're doing today. Or, or if, if it's brush your teeth, then I have like a strip for you know, brushing your teeth, like the steps, the toothpaste, the toothbrush, mm -hmm. the water, the, you know, or even going to the bathroom. And then as you do those, then you, you know, can un Velcro or, you know, you check off yes. that you've done it. So that was pretty good. It's great. Um, so you were as part of like your whole self-care. And I know a lot of times that this self-care obviously rolls over into our family. And so it's a lot of like self-care is talking about nutrition and dietary changes and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I know you've been really intentional about that in your life. And I love listening to other people's journeys in this space. And you recently um, got involved with a company called Simple Spectrum. Yeah. And I had had uh, Heather Grimaldi on last year, actually, okay. on the podcast. And she's such a sweetheart. I absolutely love her. And she's become one of my dear friends. Um, and so I was really happy that to hear that you were kind of part of the Simple Spectrum team and stuff too, because yeah. that's one of the products that I have used in, you know, with Alex and has seen, you know, we've seen changes, mm -hmm. um, like gut changes with yes. Alex. And so it's been amazing. Um, so tell me about your journey about this company. Um, well, first of all, I started as a customer first. So I, when I was looking for a multi-mineral, multivitamin, and I wanted a high quality one for Nicholas just to fill in those nutritional gaps, mm -hmm. I... I was drawn to, because I always read labels of things that I buy, and I loved, first of all, I noticed that Simple Spectrum had, you know, it was gluten-free, casein-free, soy-free, they didn't have added sugar, there were no preservatives, no GMOs, no nuts, no corn, no artificial ingredients, you know, everything, pretty much everything that I would buy for my son, you know, mm -hmm. and so I love, I love that, and you know, they, they make everything in the most bioavailable form, you know, meaning that the the minerals and the vitamins that are put into it are in a form that the body can easily actually absorb. absorb. And yeah. And, so and, important. And use. Yeah. Because a lot, a lot of supplements aren't. And also, because my son, he doesn't swallow pills. He doesn't do that. So everything, when I give him supplements or even, even his fruits and vegetables, because he's really bad like that, um, I have to put it in like a big syringe and then I squirt it into his mouth and then he swallows it immediately. Mm -hmm. So I, with my son, I don't even try mixing it in things because 
I made that mistake when he was younger by putting it in his smoothie and he stopped drinking smoothies. Yes. So, so and they're done that. Right. He's such a piggy eater. So now I don't even try to hide it. I'm like, time for your brain food. And I just put, put it in some <laughs> water, squirt it in his mouth, done. Like I'm not even messing with the food, but a lot of people put it in their food. So yeah. I, I saw so many positive changes in my son using it. You know, he had better eye contact. He seemed more engaged. His focus and concentration improved his sleep, just overall. So then I went on, I started reading up on it some more. And I was reading all these positive reviews on the product from other parents, and I was so impressed. So I decided to reach out to the company. I wanted to learn more about it. And I connected with, you know, one of the founders, Heather Grimaldi. Mm -hmm. And um, I love that she was, um, you know, BCBA and that, you know, she had her own ABA company, really successful company. Mm -hmm. So, and she was such a beautiful person to talk to. And um, I just loved her passion for the brand and for helping families especially families like my own. And, and I, I just, I loved everything that she was saying because they, she really cared um, about helping families. And I like how they, you know, they also work with families to help get um, insurance funding for the, mm -hmm. for the product, which is great. They'll actually work with your caseworker and try to get reimbursement for the product and things like that. If you reach out to their website, um, simple spectrum supplements.com, com right it's dot com not dot, uh -huh. dot org yeah and you go on to their live chat or, or email them you know they can help work with you to see if they can get fund they have been successful getting funding for for families with this so um i just thought it was so cool that they did all that and i'm like please i have to be involved somehow and i knew i had you know a a, a pretty good following on social media and i could use it to really let other families know about this product i wanted other people to do it too mm -hmm. And um, I was telling everybody I knew. And, um, and then I loved it. You know, I got involved with the company. And then I loved it because people are constantly sending in um, their reviews on the product. Or it, when I hear the changes in their children too, it just, it makes me feel so good. Like, yeah, I, it, it's the best feeling in the world. And I even started taking it too. And um, wow. I did too. I did I, too. I started cleaning like a tweaker. I don't know what my problem was. I, <laughs> it gave me so much energy for cleaning. I, I was like cleaning the entire day and I'm like, is this a supplement? It must be the B12 in here. Yeah, but, um, for sure. You know, it was, um, it's, yeah, I, I've definitely had more focus. And the thing is, I, I want to bring up like two great points that you made. Um, it, so first off being that you were, um, because and I'm just going to be real open and honest and raw sure. here. A lot yeah. of times when you hear celebrities endorsing products, you're like, okay, right. uh, not sure I really get this because, right. you know, they're being paid. But um, you started off as a customer. And right. yeah. so I think that that holds a lot of, a lot of ground. And then because you were, you know, had success with the product, then, um, you know, you wanted to become more involved. And then secondly, uh, a point that you made was how you delivered the supplement to, to Nicholas. And so I think this was part of, part of our, um, struggle in the very end. Of course, I was looking for any kind of vitamin supplement to fill in the gaps for Alex because right. he has, 
a limited restricted diet and uh, Chex Mix doesn't fit into any of the food groups I'm aware right. of. Nick likes that too. He likes oh the, my cinnamon God. the gluten-free cinnamon Chex. <laughs> I know. It's the crunchiness, I think. Yeah. He'll you just know? pick out the dark ones and that's it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And so it's just I'm like, okay, the kid will not eat anything green in his diet. Right. And so I'm yeah. thinking, I need to get vitamins in him somehow, some way. And right. I, just like you, made the mistake one time of adding something to smoothies mm -hmm. and then he stopped taking them. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, I can't do this mistake again. And so, because once we find something that our kids will eat, it's like we yeah. want to buy it by the barrels. Right. <laughs> and so, and not change anything at all. But uh, one of the things that I've done um, is you can like sprinkle it like on food. Um, mm -hmm. And so like he likes corn dogs. Again, I'm not even <laughs> sure if it fits into a food group. But <laughs> if I sprinkle a little bit on the, the corn dogs um, or the sweet potatoes, some of the sweet potatoes too, he'll eat it and he won't oh, have great. anything to say about it. Um, because even though there's not like the added flavors to it, there still is. It's, it's a vitamin taste. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's natural. A right. You can say, yeah, it's definitely, you know, dissolvable powder and, and they say it's unflavored, but it's, it's unflavored with, you know, flavorings. So it right. still has a natural flavor of a vitamin and mineral type of, you know, taste to it yeah. a little bit. Some kids are more sensitive to it than others. Some don't even notice. Some do. So um, I, I, my son could pick the tiniest little grain out of mm -hmm. a casserole and be able <laughs> to tell, like, how does he do that? I have no idea. Their senses are, I remember like Easter time, I would hide candy in places that I never thought he would find, like in the basement and the cabinet and the whatever. He always knew how to get find it, no matter where I put it. I'm like, what is it with his nose? Like he knows he can smell anything. It's insane. Yeah. They would be like the prime candidate, like to be on, you know, a criminal scene. Yes. Sherlock <laughs> Holmes. Yeah. It's incredible. So I'm really just thank you for what, what you're doing uh, with Heather for the nutrition supplements and, and things like that. Yeah, so it's, it's a great product and great company and I'm, I'm really, I'm thrilled with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you this question and I'm sure you get asked a million times, probably every day, but do you actually miss being on the housewives? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, like I would have left a long time ago and I, I had left after, um, uh, well, I had tried to quit several times, but my contract wouldn't allow me to. So as soon as my contract was up, I left and yeah. then we needed the money at the time. So I went back for that. Like they kept asking me to come back six season and I finally yeah. just went back at the end. And then I did seventh season, which was so stressful because they were trying to clean up Teresa's image. And so, yeah. um, she got like a better, like they didn't show half the stuff that she said and did. And, you know, to aggravate me and, you know, they'd only showed my half. So it was really annoying. So I, I was I kind of made into like more the bad guy when really, yeah. if you saw the whole edit, like if you saw the entire scene, you would understand why I got so worked up. But so I knew that going in, they were doing that for her. So everybody knew it. And that's why no one would go against her or whatever. But, um, 
you know, I just wanted to be myself. So I did it. But anyway, I, I went back for the money. And then for the following season, I was going to do it again. But then they, they demoted me to a part-time role and I didn't want to do a part-time role. It wasn't worth it to me to go in and, you know, cause they really use you like a full-timer, but then you get paid less money and sure. And you're, you're basically the one that they use for everyone to like, um, you to know, bash. yeah, basically <laughs> I was like there, you know, they sac- sacrificial lamb. So I, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. So I quit and I, I you know, and, and it was, it's so much better for me because I was not happy with, you know, I wasn't really close with the people on the show anymore. I wasn't, you know, there wasn't like an authentic connection between them. I really didn't have a desire to even fake being connected to them again. Yeah. Um, and it was just too much stress. And um, I can't imagine, honestly. So, yeah. So, well, any oh, chance yeah. you do it again? Um, n- not for New Jersey. Clearly, I don't live there anymore. But, um, yeah. no, I said, you know, I don't know because I've been out of it for so long. It would really take a lot for me to go back into a, a situation like that. But if it was mm-hmm. with, you know, especially a show like that, it's all about the drama and that's all they focus on and all that they try to push you into. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's about the ratings, right? Yeah, it's about the ratings. And, you know, if it was out here with a whole new group of women that I didn't know and wasn't really emotionally attached to any of them or have a history with, maybe, um, I don't know. I would rather it be something more, fo- They, I was actually approached to do a different show. Um, and it was supposed to be more about you know, autism related and family and stuff like that. But then as we got closer to it being into production and, and talking with the network and everything, I I learned that it was, they were trying to dig a little deeper and make it a little more drama. I just, I, I can't, I mean, especially if it's just focused on my family, I think that's more stressful than focusing on five families or more, you know? (laughs) So I, I, I maybe could, I don't know. I've been out of it for so long. I'd really I know. That's it. I, <laughs> if they wanted to go back to give me like a million dollars, okay, I'll fine. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do I'll it. Film, I'll film for three months, you know, then leave me alone until the next filming. The people I don't know. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I guess I'd have to approach that it, depending on the offer and where it was. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many ifs with it, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, that it's a tough question to ask. And so, yeah. <laughs> but I felt like I had to ask it. I'm like, I've got you on the show. So, yeah. and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are wondering. But I'm like, do I miss it? Not at all. It was such a stressful time in my life. <laughs> oh yeah. So now you don't have a film crew that's filming every single move and you can actually be normal life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So another cool thing, uh, I know a lot of us are into podcasts and uh, I know I am uh, and I love looking for new ones and um, people that I feel like I can relate to with, which I feel like I'm able to relate to you because you're an autism mom, you're an advocate. And so I feel like we're, you know, we connect in that way. But one of the cool things that I've actually just recently heard that you got started is... A, a podcast of your very own that's called the Lookover Ladies, and it's yeah. so cool. Can you so, tell about that? Yeah. So the Lookover that was sort of my um, escape from the autism world, really, because 
I always try to remember I had other passions before because my life revolves around autism and everything I do. So I was looking for an escape, like things that I, I used to be, you know, passionate about, you know, and like the beauty and health and, and all that. So that was sort of supposed to be based on like beauty, health, wellness, and fashion. I had teamed up with a couple of my girlfriends that one's um, a fashion stylist, one's a health and fitness coach. Um, as I also got certified as a, a integrative nutrition and holistic health coach, I took classes on functional medicine, toxicity, hormones, wow, um, autism mastery, things like that. So we were we we've been trying it as um, you know the three of us, but listening back to it, we were recently were talking about this, and we kind of like tend to talk over each other a lot because it's so hard to film and coordinate with three people. Mm-hmm. And so we just decided we're going to start starting next week a new platform where what we're going to do is I'm I'm the host of the show. They're my co-hosts. So I'm going to alternate each week with my co-host. So it's a little cleaner of a recording and we're, it's easier not to jump all over each other. And then we're adding three bonus episodes a month where we each do our solo episode. So what I decided to do is because because people followed me for so long on, on RHONJ and they, they were so into my personal life and things like that, I feel like I still have to continue with and, mm. and talk more about autism and, and my life, you know, surrounding that, you know, Nicholas updates, things like that. So I think I'm going to take a bonus episode every month where I just answer questions or talk about topics related to autism. Um, Nicholas updates, family, you know, personal stuff, you know, things like that. Maybe even um, if there's some kind of RHONJ headline or gossip around that that I might want to chime in on, <laughs> like yeah. I can use it for that, you know, separately on, you know, on my own separate from, because it's so hard with the other girls to talk about autism related things when they mm-hmm. don't relate to that too. So I'm going to do a little bit of both now and kind of bring that into it too. Cause I feel like I'm not doing enough that way. Um, I'd like to do more on my social media. I've been trying to put together, you know, as a health coach for special need families, like, you know, my programs and my handouts and different things like that. And I would love to create something online where I put everything together for people that can, you know, to help other families so they can look and, that would be amazing. Yeah, I need to put out more more of that because um, I haven't been doing that as much. I DM a lot of people because clients that I can't take on, I, I constantly am on line, like on emails and DMs and things like that, just trying to answer questions, you know, simple questions people are asking me relating to diet or things like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot, you know, I... I give out a lot of free advice that way, but I, I think I need to put more on my social media or on my podcast or something, give a little more value there. <laughs> Absolutely. And especially if there are some of those, I don't want to say generic or basic questions. You can at the very least have that information because I know every family's journey is different and yeah. you know, their diets may have look different than others. But right. if you can put some of that general information out there and then also provide you know, help and resources to the families and stuff, that's mm-hmm. going to be a huge part because that's, gosh, every single autism parent that I talk to, that's one of the questions that always comes up. Like, what about yeah. your child's diet? What about their nutrition? What about, 
It's just, it's yeah. just the way that it is. And so as much information that we can consume that way and as many you know, resources that we have, the better. It's great. Yeah, I think I want to share definitely more of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll definitely let me know what I can do with that because I'd love to help you on, on that journey as well. Yeah, I would like to interview you for my podcast. <laughs> I would love that. Okay, good. <laughs> I would love it. Um, Jacqueline, I just can't thank you enough. You are such a sweetheart. Uh, I don't care what that ugly reality TV show <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm absolutely in love with you and your family and awesome. just appreciate you making a guest appearance on our show today. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, truly. Thank you. Thank you for keep doing what you're doing and helping a lot of families. I appreciate thank that. And thank uh, you. everybody appreciates that. <laughs> Whether you are a regular on a TV reality show, a teacher, a service provider, a stay-at-home mom, all of our voices are absolutely necessary in spreading autism awareness and acceptance in our communities. Maybe your platform is social media or being a part of your child's PTA. Don't be afraid to make your voice stronger. Thanks so much to Jacqueline for her time and willingness to share her family story with us. And thanks so much to you for listening. You are an amazing member of my autism tribe and without you, none of this would be possible. I'll see you next week.